Hey, what's up, stay tuners? It's your good friend Jimbo here, letting you know that today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. I recently joined as a member, and you can too. Apply today and let them know that you heard it from Stay Tuned Sports and you start earning today. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. Now here's the best Stay Tuned Sports Podcast. And hello there, all you Stay Tuners. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jimbo here. Back again for this lovely Thursday morning, if that's when you're listening to it, the the episode. Um, hopefully your morning's going good. Mine's going pretty decent so far. We'll have to see how the rest of the day goes. But, uh... How was everybody's sports weekend? Mine wasn't too bad. Notre Dame won. Philadelphia uh, had a blowout. Even though it's the Lions. I mean, let's be honest. They're probably going to go 0-17 in the first year that the NFL has the extra game. But um, I'm not thinking, you know, I'm not one of these Eagles fans that think that we turned a corner or something like that. Because we, we definitely didn't. It's the, it's, it's the Lions. Come on now. You know? But... Um, lots to talk about. First week of college football playoff rankings were released, and it's a bunch of horseshit, if you ask me. Um, I'll get into that. We're bringing back our hot minute take, as well as our combat corner with the big UFC pay-per-view fight uh, this weekend. So big that we actually have bare knuckle um, this weekend as well. But I actually did my picks for UFC because. From top to bottom, it's probably going to be the best card of the year. Um, but before we get into it, head over to staytunesports.net for all of our social media accounts, past uh, episodes, um, merchandise, all that lovely stuff. Um, show your support that way. You know, Leave comments, rate us on iTunes, Spotify, whatever you're listening to the show on. And head over to www.staytunesports.net buymeacoffee.com slash stsports just another way to um, show your support towards the, the show um, like I said anything that you guys give or donate or whatever I just put right back in and, and make giveaways for, for you guys um, with Thanksgiving coming up I am thinking about doing a giveaway for Thanksgiving weekend not sure what we're going to do or how uh, the rules are, but you're going to want to follow us on Twitter, STS Sports Podcast, as well as our Facebook page, um, and that's where I'll put out, you know, the rules and what we're going to, how we're going to run the giveaway. Um, but uh, and don't forget, we still have the Stay Tuned Sports chat line still up. It's six one two STS Chat. So if there's anything, especially with this college football playoff ring, because I'm sure there's going to be a lot of fans out there that are going to not agree with my opinions about 
who you know who ranked where and, and what and all that stuff. But before we get into the playoff rankings, past Friday night was the Stay Tuned Sports podcast truck series. Um, and I got to give a little shout to uh, John Canizero. Hope I said his name the right way. Um, one of the, the truck drivers kind of corrected me. I, I kind of messed up last week on the show and I thought they were at Darlington, but they were actually at Bristol this past Friday. So, you know, I'm not perfect, but still was an awesome race. You know, I, I thought for sure with, with a short track like Bristol, there would be easily um, 10 or, or more cautions. And even in, in the, the broadcast and in the chat, Peter Short put up a poll question over under of cautions and the leading vote getting was everybody thought it was going to be more than seven. Um, in the end, only three. And sure enough, that is what these guys are averaging per race when it comes to cautions, uh, which is you know three cautions per race. As far as the race itself, um, kicking it off, Nick Kessler won the poll. He actually elected to take the Dr. Mashburn podcast challenge, which um, if you win the poll, the poll, you have the choice to either stay uh, up front you know, at the start of the race, or you could take an end-of-the-line penalty, which is you go at the very, very end, no matter how many cars there are, and try to work your way up and win the race. If you win the race, you win some money. He elected to do that, and unfortunately, seven laps in, he got spun out. Um, this early on, you know, into the, the the challenge, I was surprised he took it. I don't blame him. I mean, you know, who, who doesn't like to have a couple extra bucks? But something like that, I, I would probably rather take that challenge on like a you know, a Talladega or something like that, where it's, it's, a, it's a bigger track and, and you have more time to make passes and things like that. And unfortunately, when he did get spun out, he did not finish the race. So obviously did not complete the challenge. Now that money rolls over to the next time that they have the Dr. Mashburn podcast challenge. Um, Chris Darling was very dominant. Um, so dominant, there was only actually four trucks on the, the lead lap out of, uh, I think it was like 25 or 26 trucks were racing that, uh, uh, that night. And it was just able to keep everything clean. You know, uh, there, even though there was only three cautions, there were more spin outs than that. And Matt Cherry, the State Tune Sports podcast truck driver, uh, he was involved in a couple of them, and he ended up finishing in sixth. So he had a quiet night, but he pretty much, you know, just like the past couple of weeks, been gaining ground, if you want to call it that, towards that top five finish. Um, he's been finishing, you know, pretty much like five, six, seven, around that, that spot the past three, four races. And I thought also, I thought, you know, the chase starts in a couple weeks, but actually we still have a lot of time before the chase starts and things are getting down to nitty gritty though as far as the points because as far as the, the point standings with the chase goes, I believe there's six spots locked in out of the 10 that are going to be 
available to go to the chase. Uh, Matt Cherry is one of the, the drivers that uh, is inside just by points. But if four more racers, different racers, I should say, than the ones that already won, win one, he's going to be on the outside looking in, as well as the rest of the field. Um, now, last week, right before I, I started doing my uh, my picks for my three racers to watch for Talladega this week, I actually didn't do that bad. I had, I, I believe, I had like two out of the three. Um, racers had pretty decent finishes so maybe my, my luck is kind of turning here uh, of picking the right racers and not being like the kiss of death to these guys so as far as um, this coming Friday's race at Talladega uh, make sure you guys tune in Friday night on YouTube over on 3White TV 9pm Eastern Time so you can watch these three guys that I believe have uh, right on the cusp to, to really start getting some points and maybe push to get into that top 10 or push themselves a little farther up in that top 10. Um, first guy, TJ Buck, last three races, he, he finished in the top 10. Um, had a really good race this past uh, this past weekend. Um, he's looking to gain on Travis White for the ninth spot, who past two weeks, I believe, um, didn't have the, the best finishes. And even though there's still a lot of races left before the playoff uh, race, there's only four spots left. So you really don't want to be, you know, lollygagging or just kind of sitting back saying, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll fix it next week. You know, the spots are starting to get claimed. So you want to get these points just in case it does come down to a points thing in your the 10th, 10th spot, you know. Um, so I think TJ Buck is going to be another one looking to not finish in the top 10, but maybe push to get a top 5. Doug, De uh, Doug Neal is my second driver. Last four races, he's had three top 10 finishes. And he's only 34 points out of the last uh, chase spot. Um, so, I mean, one good finish by him with maybe, you know, slightly not as good from the 10th spot. And he could push himself up into the 10th spot. Uh, and, and bounce that guy out. Um, so I, I think he's gonna really gonna be pushing and keep that momentum going that he has going. And the last racer that I have picked uh, to watch is our very own Matt Cherry. Um, he's quietly been picking up momentum lately. Uh, if you look at his last four races, they're all top 10 finishes. As of right now, he's in 8th place in the points, but he's only 26 points behind the 7th spot. And like I said, don't forget, already the top 6 spots are locked in. So there's only 4 spots left. So if he could get another top 5 finish, then I can't see why he, he, you know, he won't gain uh, ground or overtake that spot. So this week is definitely going to be a entertaining race. So you guys definitely want to make sure you, you tune in Friday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, over on YouTube, Three White TV. Come over, join me in the chat. Chat's real fun. Racing's real fun. And a fast track like this, who knows? Maybe I'll see Chris Darlin P3 
pit in Ben Mashburn's pit box again. Yay! This past week was the first week of playoff college um, rankings came out. And in my opinion, there was a lot of surprising moves. Um, Georgia's number one. Alabama's number two. Three and four were Michigan State and Oregon with uh, Cincinnati coming in at number six. Uh, I forget who. Oh, Ohio State was number five. I was very surprised to see Cincinnati that low. And it's it's just garbage that they're that low. You know, when this, the playoff, uh, college playoff rankings started back in, what was it, 2014 or 15, whatever it was, this was supposed to be the better system than the BCS computer system, and you'll, you'll we're going to get the right teams in there, and blah, blah, blah. I'm sorry, but this, I, I know there's still time left to, to play and let this all play out, but this time, for this week, they got it wrong. I'm sorry. I mean, you know, okay, Georgia should be number one. Uh, Alabama definitely should be number two. I think they're only number two because they are Alabama. I, I probably would have put them as number three. Um, just because, I mean, when they lost to Texas A&M, Texas A&M was not ranked. So it wasn't like they played Georgia and lost. You know, they lost to an unranked team at the time. Cincinnati beat Notre Dame when Notre Dame was ranked up high in South Bend to end a 26 game win streak at home. So, you know, these these, uh, playoff voters or whatever, the committee always talk about the eye test. I mean, how much more of an eye test do you need to see? Okay, yeah, they, they, uh, they struggled a little bit last week. But I still think that Notre Dame win with all that that came with it weighs a lot bigger than what happened last week. And if you look at um, Oregon, who's number four, they lost to Stanford. And their only uh, one big win was against Ohio State, which Ohio State had... A tough time with Penn State, who's on a three-game losing streak. So, I mean, where would I put Cincinnati? I would have definitely put them number five, if not number four. Like I said, Georgia, I'm okay with them number one, even though I think they're still going to choke like they do every year. Bama, when this is all said and done, is going to be the number one ranked team, just like every year, because it's Alabama. I don't want to hear about the whole world, you know, SEC is a better conference than everybody, blah, 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 yeah, whatever, you know. There's only so many times you can bring that up. I mean, you look at the the conferences, SEC, I think we talked about this like a, a week or two ago. Um, when it came to uh, Alabama and, I forget the other team, but they basically had, maybe it was Cincinnati, they basically had the same amount of ranked teams in their conferences Alabama had a worse Iowa I think that's what we were talking about Iowa um, Alabama had a worse loss to Texas A&M compared to Iowa and Iowa fell farther so obviously Alabama is going to get the, the special treatment like they always do um, Michigan State I think they're 
they're gonna choke. If they, if they do, if they don't choke, I still see them finishing, you know, fourth in the rankings. But I, I just can't believe, you know, six, seven years into this system, it's still not producing what's supposed to be producing. And you know, for all the talk about the playoffs going to eight teams. If they were to go eight teams, Notre Dame right now would be uh, ranked 10th. And I just think if they did that, if they went to eight teams, it just won't be good football. I always said I believe they should go six and just cap it at that. This way, you know, the, the, take this whole Cincinnati thing a step further to the one Golic son on ESPN has the has a show with this, this one kid this one guy and he said you know if if Cincinnati was number four he'd bet his house that Georgia would beat Cincinnati I don't know if I would bet my house I think it would be a lot closer game than people are expecting or would expect now put them up against Alabama as much as I hate them you know, Nick Saban's one of the, the best, if not the best, ever coaches. I think they'll get slaughtered by Bama. But Georgia has that tendency to choke when it, when it matters, you know. And playoff time comes, I think they're going to choke. But it's just a shame to see Cincinnati rank so low with no respect because they're not one of the big schools. They're not, not from a, the big, big conferences. You know, they're not the big sexy name you know these kids just worked their ass off and got shit on for it just not right hopefully in the end they make it up there they make it to playoffs because I'll tell you what I know Notre Dame's not going to make the playoffs but I will be rooting for Cincinnati if they make the playoffs Up next, we have our hot minute take and kind of throw a little curveball here. You know, I know I'm usually talking football and baseball and hockey. Um, Gonna talk a little NASCAR here. This past weekend, it seems like every weekend lately with, with NASCAR, these NASCAR drivers, there's uh, a kerfuffle. Like, I, I, it's my new, new word I like to use. Um, a couple weeks ago was Kevin Harvick and and Kyle Busch maybe um, this past weekend was Denny Hamlin and uh, Alex Bowman so f- from what I gather because I didn't watch the race but I saw the highlights from what I gather though uh, there was about six, six or seven laps left in the race and Alex Bowman spun out Denny Hamlin who went on to win the race Alex Bowman did and Denny Hamlin turned around and decided to be a little bitch when Alex Bowman was going to make his uh, celebration donuts or whatever and just want to give a little take on that with how Denny Hamlin handled himself um, so if you didn't see it uh, Alex Bowman went to do his spin outs or whatever and Denny Hamlin kept on blocking him from spinning around. 
that was the most class like classless if you want to call that unsportsmanlike thing to ever do i mean you know okay you're pissed off that you you got spun out i'm okay with him running up to him bump him there to let him know hey i'm pissed off but he kept doing it and it's really messed up from my understanding that nascar is not going to suspend him or fine him or anything if i was nascar you know again i understand tempers flare but to keep pushing to not let him do his his donuts to celebrate I would disqualify him for that race and wherever everybody else behind him should move up a spot because I'm pretty sure there was a couple race car drivers that didn't make the playoffs because of that. So that was my like a little take on Denny Hamlin. Um, I just think he's a bitch because uh, it turned out too, I guess Hamlin has done that in the past, spin out people for the win too, but you know, it's okay when other people do it to or doesn't it's not good when other people do it to him so i don't know I'll, i might tune in this weekend to see you know which other nascar drivers get into the little crew fuffle so before we do our combat corner this week we are going to go into our week nine blue picks And here is your Blue Picks of the Week, brought to you by Skunk Duck Studios, the best ducking designs on the web. So once again, had another good week. Went 2-1 again with uh, with my rules. But surprisingly, though, the one loss was a... Um, one that I wasn't expecting. Uh, so last week for my blowout pick, I had the Bills over the Dolphins. And for the blowout, they had to win by 10 points or more. And they did, 26-11. If you looked at Tua's stats, he didn't play bad. But when you got no running game, it's it's tough uh, to win. Um, then for my lock, I had Chargers locked to beat the, the Patriots. Chargers has play, been playing really well lately. And Patriots beat them. Patriots beat them 27-24. But really it was more of a 27-17. Because the Patriots locked the, the game up. About 10 minutes left. Um, Chargers got a late, you know, last second touchdown. I don't even think Herbert was, Justin Herbert was in there uh, for the pick. Or no, no, he, he's the one that received it. So, and in my upset, um... I forgot to rewrite it down, but I, I know my upside I had. And so on the season, I am 15-11. I keep saying I should bet on some of these games. But once Sunday comes, I totally forget about it. <laughs> so um, as far as week nine, blue picks. My blowout pick for this week, I have Dallas over the Broncos. Dallas is giving 10 points. Um, I mean, I know it's probably an obvious pick with... Prescott supposedly coming back and Denver pretty much in tank mode right now by giving Von Miller up for a second and a third round pick. Um, 
I mean, the, the team's going to be garbage. They're just unloading picks. It, it seems like they're unloading picks to, uh, or uh, unloading players to get picks to hopefully move up in the draft. Unlike the, the Rams, who don't want to draft anymore, I, I guess Jared Goff really screw them up with the with the draft picks <laughs> um as far as my lock pick i have the bills over the jags bills are giving 14 and a half this game like okay even though i have it as a lock but as a, a game to bet on that scares me 14 and a half they may they may win okay they should win but when i see 14 and a half against a team like the jaguars it scares me that the Bills may overlook them and Jaguars have nothing to lose. This could be like a three-point game. Now come Sunday, I'll probably be wrong. You know, Bills will probably blow them out by 26. But every time I see like a matchup like this and a point spread like that, makes me worried. But as far as why I'm picking them, Josh Allen looking like an MVP uh, and the Bills are just looking like a Super Bowl contender right now. They're going to be tough to, to stop at any point this season, I believe. Um, as far as my upset pick, this one, my, my upset pick was tough to look at until I saw the Falcons versus Saints. I'm going with the Falcons over the Saints. Falcons are getting six. Normally, I would say the Saints may be a lock to win this, but they, they lost Jameis Winston this past week with the ACL injury. Michael Thomas is definitely out for the year now. And Matt Ryan has played decent, okay? Now, Calvin Ridley's stepping away from football to work on his mental well-being, which is totally fine. You know, we're starting to see that more and more that sports athletes are starting to try to take care of their their mental health more so than try to be that tough man. Um, But Kyle Pitts is playing really well for the Falcons right now, so it's not like... You know, Matt Ryan has no one to throw to. But I'm not sold on Taysom Hill being able to carry that load. Now, rumors are floating around that Phillip Rivers said he would listen to the Saints if they called him. But they have not called him yet. I think the Saints are going to see what Taysom Hill could do and then go from there. Um, so that's that's who I have for my upset pick. I got the Falcons. So recap it. Dallas over the Broncos for my blowout pick. Bills over the Jags for my lock. Even though it may be a three-point game, um, my upset pick, Falcons over the Saints. And sticking with the picks here, our combat corner is up next with uh, UFC 268. Kamara Usman versus Kobe Covington. Second time they're fighting. It's a hell of a card. Um, normally on Saturdays, I'll put this on my my laptop or my small TV. This might be going on the big screen. And I'll be pulling bare knuckle on my, my laptop. Um, here's the card. Kamara Usman, Kobe Covington, obviously is the main event. Co-main event, Rose Namajunas versus Zhang Wei Li. Sorry. Uh, lightweight, Just, Justin Gaethje versus Michael Chandler. Featherweight, Shane Burgess versus Billy Quarantilo. And then kicking off the fight card, bantamweight, Frankie Edgar all 195 years old of them versus a Marlon Vera. So kicking off the picks, very first I'm going with Marlon Vera. Um, Frankie, I mean, I, again, this this one could be like the J, the Jags Bills pick I just made. 
on paper, Marlon Vera's younger has been very good the past four or five fights. Um, I think he only has one close loss. Frankie Edgar is 190 years old. It just seems like time is slowly starting to catch up to him. But it's Frankie Edgar. He he doesn't go down without a fight. But I still think Marlon Vera pulls out this win. After that fight, we have Shane Burgess versus Billy Quarantillo. Um, going Shane Bargo, Burgess here just because I don't really remember seeing Billy too much. I've seen Shane fight a few times like him. Very powerful puncher. Could be a knockout. Um, after them, Justin Gaethje versus Michael Chandler. I got Gaethje uh, winning here. Thing with Chandler, and, and when the UFC signed him, I was worried that this is going to be another Ben Askren. Now, it hasn't been as bad as the Ben Askren experiment, but he's not blowing me away like I, you know everybody was like, oh, he's the best, uh, he's the best lightweight out there, and he's, he'll take Connor out and said I think Gaethje's going to knock him out. Gaethje's got the power, and if Chandler goes in for a takedown, just a nice little uppercut, and it's lights out for Chandler. I, I have a feeling that's what's going to happen for this fight. Uh, co-main event, Rose Namajunas versus Zhang Wei Li. Yeah, I keep messing her name up. Listen, I'm going my, my my girl, Thug Rose, here. I think she finally puts some defense title defenses together here now. I believe this is her first title defense um, as the new champ. Just because, you know, I think Zhang was... Anytime, you, like, the excuses change over time of why you lost for me kind of sounds like you're scared and I still think she's scared of Rose she won't, obviously won't come out and admit it but I think she's scared and Rose is just in a different spot now in her career where she's she's comfortable she's quote you know zen um, and I think that's going to help her out and, and, and win the, the fight and retain the title then the main event, Kamara Usman versus Kobe Covington. Um, before I, well, you know, I'm going with Kamara Usman here. And a few, a few reasons why. You know, we've seen a lot of sequel fights where we think it's going to be, you know, a fight of the night, you know, five round bloodbath for both fighters. I don't think that's what's going to happen here. I think we're going to see a quick work of Kobe Covington. Kamara Usman is one of the best pound-for-pound pound fighters right now in the world. And I was watching him uh, on a show on, on YouTube called Hot Ones. And they talked a lot about mixed martial arts and you know how does he know when to break his opponent down. And just to listen to him, he just knows. Like, it's it just the confidence that he has. Um, when it comes to his talents and his skills. So I think that's what what's really going to show this fight is he's going to know how to break Kobe Covington. And he may break the jaw this time. You know, Kobe said he, his jaw wasn't broken, but maybe this time it will get broken. But those are my picks for UFC two, uh, 268. Kamaru Uzman over Covington. Rose Namajunez versus Zhang Weili. Gaethje over Chandler. Burgess over Quarantillo. And Marlon Vera over Frankie Edgar. 
make sure you guys uh, follow us over on Twitter because I probably most likely will be live tweeting this this pay-per-view card. Maybe I'll throw some polls up and we could get some voting going on there. Um, so make sure you follow at ST Sports Podcast over on Twitter. If you can't remember that, head over to staytunesports.net. All of our social media accounts are on the right-hand side there. Just click it. It takes you right to our profile page. You can follow, like, share, do what the kids do. Merch tabs up top there. Head over to www.buymeacoffee.com slash stsports to show your support that way if you want to as well. Till next week, it's your good friend Jimbo signing out.